Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Hello, everyone, and welcome to your March 2022 Spirit Messages. Welcome back to the Spirit School podcast. I'm so excited that you are here. So first, I want to take a bit of a temp check. Who here has felt personally attacked by 2022 so far? Just raise your hands. Just raise your hands. This is going to be a big part of the theme for the month of March, just kind of starting to reconcile, starting to move more into acceptance of what is and what has transpired and moving through these emotions in a very healthy way. For me personally, I have gone through what I call a dark night of the soul. I would say that November is when it really started. And within the past couple of weeks, things have really started to come to an eruption, I would say. And this is all my inner world stuff. My outer world is chef's kiss. No complaints about the material world when it comes to me. I have been feeling very peaceful in my marriage. My kids are thriving. My business is doing phenomenal. There's nothing that is shaking me in the outside world. And a lot of the things that have come up for me personally has been a lot of that inner work. And I do feel very much, and I'm saying this from an experiential lens because I have found so many clients and so many people in my world and my membership going through very similar things that sometimes when things are peaceful over here, they may get a little bit messy over here. Now, if you're watching me on YouTube, you're seeing all the different hand gestures. And if you're listening on the podcast, just try to visualize along with me. But this is the deep inner work. This is what is required of us to continue to grow and evolve. Now, I wrote an Instagram post just yesterday. I'm recording this on February 25th to give my beautiful podcast editor, Andrea, some space and time to edit this properly before the spirit messages launch on March 1st. And I just want to read you this Instagram post that I really channeled. I wrote it in less than two minutes, which is when I know I'm really deep into my inspiration. It really resonated with hundreds of people. It was by far my most shared post. I probably other had outside of my me Mondays. And it was really telling for me that I'm not alone in this. And sometimes we do feel very isolated when we are going through our dark nights of the soul and doing that deep inner work. Because for us who have chosen to come here to spiritually expand and evolve, there will be experiences that we have to face that are going to push us into that evolution process. Rarely do we ever make moves. Rarely do we ever make shifts or changes in our lives when things are complacent and comfortable and peaceful. So if we are here to truly expand and evolve for the greatness of humanity, for the greatness of the spirit world, for the expansion of the universe, we will be called to enter times of great discomfort, of great chaos, to show us where we're at, what still is left to be healed, and to move through it. 
So I'm going to just read this post because it kind of summarizes what spirit has been inspiring me for these spirit messages. And so you guys know, when I do these spirit messages, usually a week before I start recording them, I do throw thoughts out to the world of spirit. What shall we focus on? And then they will use my life to build context because I have come to realize through doing years of this, I've been doing spirit messages for over two years that what is happening to me is also happening to you. And again, I always talk about these spirit messages not being, you know, messages that are for every single person on the planet, almost 8 billion people. But I do trust in the intelligence of our souls and the intelligence of the world of spirit. And those who will be drawn to listen to this will find something that resonates with them and potentially a message or a phrase or an experience that I share that supports you on your healing journey as well. So. I do believe that a lot of our existence here is a dance with consciousness, a dance of forgetting and remembering, forgetting who we are only to discover a newness within, forgetting our worth only to find a more sustainable power, forgetting our purpose only to find ourselves back in alignment with more passion than ever before. Some may call this a dark night of the soul, others the deep transformational inner work. Those times of forgetting who you are and why you're here can be deeply painful and confusing, like you're spiraling with nothing to hold on to, out of control. And control is overrated. So who am I? What do I have to offer this world anyways? And there is no light without darkness. And we're mostly taught to avoid the darkness and to focus on the light. It has taken me many years of recognizing my cycles of exponential growth to understand that there is no expansion without contraction. And often when I find myself in my own dark nights of the soul, whether it lasts days or weeks or months, it doesn't last forever. And on the other side is often where we desired to be all along, but we couldn't put a name or feeling to it. It's better than we imagined. Honor your dark moments. See beauty in the times of shedding past versions of yourself, just like the snake skin. There's beauty in the darkness because without it, we can't fully embrace our light in its fullness. This is part of the spirit messages around this is how so many of us were never taught how to process our messiness. A lot of women, you know, in the divine feminine, feminine is very messy. It's chaotic. We look at our bleed cycles, our moon cycles, and men who are really tapped into their divine feminine will experience this as well, which there's a lot of men who are drawn to my body of work. And so they are very much included in these spiritual messages, especially when it comes to these cyclic ways of being, because we all have divine feminine and masculine within us. And we're really told about the material world that it's not safe to be messy, You know, I have been judged so harshly before that if somebody doesn't like one thing I say, they vacate my world altogether. And that for me is always very telling of somebody who hasn't really done that deep transformational work around forgiveness or acceptance. And though they may be projecting a lack of acceptance on me, it's very telling of the inner world of where they may be lacking acceptance within themselves. I used to teach a lot of this myself you know, early in my development days and early in my teaching days, just focus on the light, just focus on the light. And to a lot of extent, I very much believe that, but we can't avoid the shadowy shit because it sits in our body. It stays there. 
It's, it's just there, unprocessed. And she's going to come up eventually. Eventually she will come up. And so one thing I've been really working on for the past, maybe about a year, you know, ever since I experienced grief for my first time and having to kind of like process that grief and not avoid it and not bypass it and not light wash it so that I can move forward in my experience more full, feeling content inside, like really kind of like honoring that grief. And I will say to you that there were sounds that came out of my body that I'd never heard before when I experienced grief. It was this rawness that I had never experienced in my life. And as I have been doing big work around connecting in with my feminine even more, you'll notice if you're on the YouTube, I do align a lot with red, the color red, when I'm really doing that deep feminine work. And one thing I've noticed through doing my vocal coaching and my public speaking training is that there are different exercises that get us to real deep depths of ourselves and sounds that escape our body that have been suppressed for a lifetime come up and come out and how vulnerable that is. And a lot of us are told it's not safe to be vulnerable. They might see us too much. We might be a little bit too seen. And even though the deep human desire is to be seen, being seen in that light doesn't feel safe. But the truth is we're just controlling when we want to be vulnerable and when we want to be seen. And that really defeats the purpose of being seen in your fullness and your authenticity. And so one thing I hear a lot about my teachings and one thing I hear a lot about my Instagram lives and in my classes, people constantly say, you're so vulnerable. Thank you for sharing your vulnerability. And the truth of the matter is, I think that being vulnerable is such a natural state of my being because I don't feel like I'm being vulnerable. I feel like I'm just sharing authentically. And it surprises me when people say, oh, you're so vulnerable. Because that word vulnerable in itself has like this charge behind it that it's taboo right? It's, it's stuff that you only say in your close-knit circles. But what if we were to come out of the cave, so to speak, and share our vulnerability with those closest to us and start to expand out further and further and further and further? And then a lot of us start sharing ourselves a little bit more authentically and a lot more vulnerably out in the real world so that people feel less alone. When I posted this, I think I had like 40 comments. I had like 20 shares on this post, which is really high considering my audience is only like 6,000. And it was very telling to me how many people reached out to me saying, thank you, I've been experiencing this as well. So if I hadn't put myself out there to tell people about my, like my dark night of the soul and the realizations that I've had around it, these people may not have been seen and they may not have felt safe to process what was coming up for them. And so what I really have been kind of like uncovering is I've been connecting even more with my culture, with my indigenous culture and like the traditional teachings of being in that way is it isn't all light and rainbows and butterflies. Some of it is dark and messy. Some of the intrusive thoughts that we carry around us are messy and they're dark and they feel very out of character for us, but they are within us. We can't avoid them. And maybe some of these intrusive thoughts and these self-dialogues that we have with each other are just extreme because we've been repressing them for so long. And what would the world look like if we were all processing things as they were coming in and being vulnerable and sharing things and releasing it from our body so that we don't have to carry it anymore? 
you know, in the past few weeks, I have been really struggling emotionally. And I was really beating up on myself because I was questioning if I even had depression because my life is beautiful. Am I creating drama where drama is not created? And I ended up going into a really deep breath work session that cracked me open. And there were sounds that came out of me that I didn't even know existed. And there was like an aspect of me that even though I'm very public and I share things very consistently, I couldn't see her for a long time. And she came out through sounds. And I will tell you, I had headaches for two weeks straight. Every morning I would wake up with a headache and I tried everything to change my lifestyle. I changed my food. I changed my evening habits. I went to bed earlier. I started drinking liters of liters of waters and I was taking Advil every single day. And then once I gave myself that space, it's almost like, why are we brought to our knees sometimes? You ever lean into devotion only when your life is like crumbling around you? There's a reason for that. And there was like a crumbling happening all around me. And it brought me to my knees and it pulled me back into devotion. I said, Danielle, take a seat. This is being presented and offered to you through a class that I was in. And I will tell you, I've only done breath work once before, and it did feel very vulnerable for me. And I've had people offer me free breathwork sessions ever since then, but I've been too scared to be that raw in front of people. So there was an opportunity for me to enter a breathwork space and to find myself. And it was one of the most powerful experiences I've ever had in my life. And I was cracked open and again, sounds escaped me that I'd never heard come out of me before. And my headache started to go away and I started to feel peaceful. And it made me kind of realize that there is nothing out in the external world that gives me the inner peace. And that is a quote by Melanie Ann Lair. I want to give credit where it is due. And I don't know if she originated it or got it from somewhere else, but it really hit home for me because I see this happen in my clients a lot when we're spiraling out of control and we feel like we don't have a grasp when we don't have a handle and we're not in control. What do we do? We effort more. We work harder. We work longer. We try to recreate things where things may not be recreated. And often the answer is when we are not in control and when we feel like we're spiraling and we don't have clarity on anything, the answer is to take a seat and tune within. And I know that that's going to land differently for different people. Because for me, when I heard that, it sounded like something some everybody says, right? It's like too obvious. Yeah, go within, go within, go within. But there's different ways to access that inner world. And I was surprised. I was surprised because... I was surprised that this modality really brought me to myself and I came out new. I feel so new. I feel more powerful than I ever have before. And I know that power won't sustain. Life will happen. Things will come up. I will find myself back in that cycle because we are cyclic beings, especially for us women who have our cycles and even in the wise years, when the bleed time is over, we're still in cycles with the moon and men who have tapped into their divine feminine are still in their cycles. And there really is no expansion without contraction. It's almost like the big bang. We contract it and then bang, we expand it. 
as the universe and the universe is continuing to expand. We know this, we are going to collide with the Andromeda galaxy. We are going to collide one day because we are constantly expanding. And if we are one and connected with the universe, we are also continuing to expand. But not everyone has signed up in this lifetime to expand. So like my husband has no interest in spiritual evolution or spiritual growth. He doesn't experience the same cycles that I experience because I have signed up to expand. I have signed up to reach new levels of inner wisdom, new levels of spiritual connection. And we won't access those new levels until the ground beneath us starts to rock a little bit and we start to shift because we don't move when things are comfy. Do I think you can expand and grow without trauma and drama? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm talking about, I will never be the same again, growth. The exponential, the, the quantum growth is often on the other side of these times that rock us to our core. So I wrote it in this post, I have recognized through my cycles that whether my dark night of the soul last days, weeks, or months, this, lace, this latest one lasted months. It was probably the longest one I've ever had. It doesn't last forever. It's almost like having a newborn baby and they have like these consistent sleep cycles. And then once you have that consistency, they shift it. And it's unpredictable again. Anyone who has kids knows what I'm talking about. Oh, you're going to go down to two naps now? Okay. So you move along and you can plan life around like the two naps a day. And then all of a sudden they're going down to one nap in the midday, completely different time. And you have to reshuffle life again one more time. And then all of a sudden, oh, we're done with naps now. Okay, so I don't get any of that time. And you have to reshuffle things all over again, right? Teaching us about patience and flexibility and the fact that we are not in control and surrendering over to something that is greater than us, which is our children. It's very much the same on this path. And I remember that one of the biggest struggles in my decision to take the leap to go full-time in this, because I am completely feeling in alignment with my soul's mission by doing this work full-time. And at some level, when I was in corporate, I knew that there was no certainties or guarantees about it, but my job was very comfy. I could have retired there. I had a great career, great reputation, and man, it was hard to make that leap and that shift because it was cozy. And I used to rock things, hoping they would fire me. I used to hope that they would find out I wasn't as great as they thought I was. And I remember telling my boss, he's one of my greatest mentors and I adore her so much. And I remember saying, I'm not good at my job. I'm not. And she was so disappointed because she was like, you're the best I've ever had. I don't know why you don't see that in yourself. And what I was doing is I was trying to fabricate these experiences that would force my hand. Anyone who's tried to leave a relationship, men do this a lot when they're trying to break up with their partners. They'll like almost force the woman's hand to break up with them. That is very low in the emotional intelligence realm. And that is very low in the spiritual maturity realm. This is how come my guides have never told me what to do. And they have never given me the answers. Never. Because what they require of me is to have divine free will to make these decisions myself and trust that I will feel more powerful if I make these decisions myself. And I'm very grateful that they have led me in that way. 
And I'm very grateful I had to go through the incredible discomfort of resigning from literally golden handcuffs. But the work doesn't stop there. Because there are going to be more things asked of me because I have a feeling of where I want to go in my life. And where I want to go is far from where I'm at now. And there are going to be times that are going to require me to crumble and rebuild constantly. Because that's what's going to create that real sustainable power within myself. Went through a lot of wounds around rejection. So again, I'm saying this from a more experiential lens because I feel again, so many of you will resonate with what's been happening with me for you. And I was surprised that when I came out of this cave and when I came out of this experience of like really connecting in with myself once more, I didn't feel that rejection. I was faced with a situation that was the same situation that was happening, you know, a couple months before. And I reacted completely differently. My nervous system did not falter at all. And I remember messaging my assistants and saying, I've grown. I've grown. Like spirit brought this experience to me and I'm not conceding. And my nervous system is not activated. And I have clarity around this. And that was because I allowed myself to get triggered to a point where I couldn't get out of bed for a day. And I had to give myself that space and that grace to process what was coming up and not stuff it down and not power through. I feel like so much of our spiritual burnout that we experience is because we continue to try to push through constantly. And it's not good for anyone. Because if we push through, people don't get the best of us that they hope to receive from us. We don't get the best of us. It can drain us on the flip side of that if we're not careful with it. And this has been one of my biggest things in my business that I've had to really sink into was I would show up for every class, every session. There was a point where like, I wonder if people would be mad at me if I had to move this. And moving a class with like 50 people or 60 people or 100 people is like really, really hard. So I took the courageous step and I did it once so that I can give myself space to kind of like honor what was coming up for me. No one was mad. And actually a lot of people reached out saying, oh, that actually works a lot better for me. It's like, oh my God, I have been avoiding this for five years, moving things because I just couldn't show up as my best and my most full self. And I would push through in my masculine all the time. And the feminine is all about like honoring the chaos and honoring the messiness. And you are safe to be messy. That's what I love about my husband. A lot of people are like, how can you be your husband if he's like not into what you're into? Like my husband is my foundation. He is my rock. He is my ever consistent. He is so stable and he accepts me fully in my messiness. I've had PMDD since 2016. I've probably talked about divorce like 10 times in those really chaotic times. He's never wavered. He's never faltered. He's never gotten mad at me. He's never punished me. He's never held it against me. He's never met me where I'm at. He has stayed this consistent rock for me this entire time. And I feel so free to fully be me in that space. So if you take dating into consideration and you're, you're putting on your best face and then all of a sudden you have a bad day and you don't feel like I can't talk to you today. I can't reach out to you. I can't be with you because I don't want you to see me like this. My hope for all of you is that whatever you have created in your life, whoever you have collected to be part of your circle, 
are people who you can fully be yourself around without an apology and without having to be someone else because we are not the same people every single day. We are ever changing. We are not consistent. And I get really like burnt sometimes when people are like, consistency is key. Like why, who, who can live up to that pressure? Who can live up to that pressure? I am all about riding the waves when they're there and honoring the ebbs. So when I have clients who are like, oh, I just like, I, I, ha I can't keep it up. 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 And then they take a week off and they feel like they've fallen behind, but they haven't because the momentum that they have created will sustain, the energetics will sustain. If you honor that ebb, go into the cave, stay in bed, move that session, honor what is coming up for you so that you don't have to hold it in anymore. One thing I have been doing very consistently since August has been emotion code sessions. It was something that Natalie Wallstein recommended in her Instagram stories. I read the book. I didn't quite get it. It was a very weird book, but I did sign up for emotion code sessions. And I've been working with this practitioner since August. And it's all about releasing the trapped emotions that you don't even carry from your own life, but you carry through your mother's womb, that you carry through like your father's lineage. And some of the stuff that we have real blind spots on, because I will tell you this abandonment that I have is not part of my life. I have never been abandoned. My parents are still together. They're still married. I've never really been abandoned. I've had people break up with me and stuff like that, but I couldn't imagine those have always been very positive experiences for me. And so I know now that a lot of my abandonment energy that sits within me and all those emotions are actually not even mine. They come from my lineage. And so sometimes we do have blind spots, which is why we hire coaches, which is why we hire mentors. Even though we have all the spiritual tools to technically process this stuff, we do have blind spots. And so I do work with two healers every single month that I deeply trust to help me keep my energy right so that I can hold space. I'm holding space for 200 people right now. That is double what I was able to hold last year. And I don't know what it's going to mean for next year, but I know that if I continue to honor myself, if I continue to like meet myself and not bypass things and process things like I've never processed them before. I do feel based off of the evidence of my past that I will be able to show up more powerful, more in my power. The spirit will be able to come through more clearly because there's going to be less barriers and walls. And I may be able to hold space for 500 people one day. I mean, I can't even imagine. Sounds like a dream to be honest with you, because I love this work so much. And so I have to kind of work with other people to help me keep my energy right so that I can show up fully and authentically with all these people looking at me and all these people kind of tapping into my energy. So don't be afraid to ask for help, right? I wrote a newsletter about this last week about how I found abundance through hiring out people to do my laundry every Friday. Now my weekend isn't compounded with like five people's laundry. I'm including my dog because she goes to a towel a day because <laughs> I take her to the river every day and how abundant that is because now I'm circulating money out of my town, which creates abundance. And then I free up about six, seven hours of my life over the weekend. How abundant is that? I am a woman and I want to have it all. 
I want to have a career. I want to have a gorgeous marriage and I want to have thriving children. And I want to, you know, have hobbies to pursue and friendships to nourish. But we can't do it all ourselves. So why not ask for help? So this is a little bit of a different energy as far as the spirit messages go. I really, truly hope that they do resonate with you. I hope that through me sharing some experiences I've been having and some of the epiphanies that have been coming up for me, that you will feel inspired to maybe let yourself cry. Sit in that chair, do a breathwork session, meditate, go within, right? We're always going to the angels and the guides and the ancestors for everything. And I will tell you, they are always going to point themselves back to yourself, always. So don't be afraid to meet her. You take three breaths into the heart. Megan Waterston talks about this technique in her book, uh, Mary Magdalene Revealed and Reveal. And she talks about the three breaths to get into the heart space. When my voice coach and my public speaking coach took me through this exercise of bringing through these sounds that are very guttural, I cried because I realized I have not given myself the space to go within myself that deep for a long time. And that was not the intention of the exercise. And it reminded me of grief and made me realize that there was still some grief kind of stuck inside of me that hadn't quite been processed. And it was a very vulnerable exercise for me. So I hope you enjoy these spirit messages. I hope you feel okay that even though things are messy, that's okay. You're going to move through it. It's not going to last forever. And depending on how you choose to show up for that version of yourself will be very indicative of what will happen next for you. Okay. If you're interested in some of these topics that I talk about, I have to plug the Spirit School Collective. I have my personal voice coach coming on to teach a 90-minute workshop on turning stage fright into stage joy on Friday, March 4th. So it's just a couple of days after this messages lands. I'm also having my emotion code practitioner who I've been working with since last August come teach a workshop on the emotion code in April. We also have some sisters in the circle who are teaching workshops on expressing your like vocal toning and singing. And we had some shamanic drumming last month and we had some Oracle card training yesterday. I also teach a couple classes a month just based off of, you know, the energy of the collective of the group. And it's just a lot of fun. It's a beautiful community. You can join anytime, cancel anytime. It's currently $111 a month. Price does continue to go up as I continue to kind of evolve. And the more that I'm able to kind of bring into that space, the more impact I see that I can create, the prices tend to go up with the value that is brought to the table. But yeah, it's one of my favorite things I have going on in my business right now. So if you're interested in getting more from me, come join the Spirit School Collective. You can go to myspiritschool.com to go see some courses and programs that I have available on there as well. And my hope for you over the next month is to do this deep inner work because we are coming out of the winter, right? In the Northern Hemisphere, we are coming out of the winter. We are coming into spring. So this is going to be a big month of tying up all the things that were coming up through us through the depths of the winter. And then the birthing of the renewal coming up in the spring, if we're living in natural rhythm with the cycles of Mother Earth, it's going to feel really freeing come the end of the month, if you're not afraid to do this really deep inner work. And if you're not ready, that's okay. Another opportunity will come up. I promise you. So I love you. I leave you. I will see you on the next episode of Spirit School.
I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Spirit School. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you for tagging me on Instagram at Squamish Medium so I can also share. It really helps get the word out about the podcast. If you're interested in working with me in my one-on-one mentorship, a reading, or all the various programs that I run, you can go to squamishmedium.com or check me out on Instagram at Squamish Medium. The link in the bio has everything I am currently working on in service to the world of spirit. Have a great day, guys.